0: She's Julie Roxanne.
1: And he's Alistair. And And this
0: this is Far Out, Out, a podcast about stepping off the beaten path and learning to live from our center.
1: massive wave i'm not gonna call you and tell you about it as i'm being rumbled by the massive wave don't
0: bleed all over the podcast it's just like (laughs)
1: let's wait until i'm on the beach i'm a little dried up and i'm gonna tell you now
0: i've been building websites for about 10 years now and, and uh I, it seems like I'm going to be for the rest of my. life. I was life.
1: gonna say, it sounds like <laughs> you have a, you have your job cut out.
0: I'm you. starting on the next one right now.
1: <laughs> so. We're starting to settle into the idea that we're gonna be here for years.
0: Instead, it was two months.
1: <laughs> so. Julie, Roxanne, and story. Isn't life that a story. bitch? That, that's just, that's our life story. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Far Out Podcast.
0: Welcome. Good to see you here.
1: It's nice. Uh, maybe just uh, take a moment, relax, make yourself some tea, just get ready for life update. Wah, wah. Huh? <laughs> In another
0: episode where Alistair and Julie Roxanne oh, no. don't know what the fuck they're doing with their life... <laughs> and are making crazy decisions if you're
1: curious where they live now because you can't keep track well we'll tell you in a minute
0: yeah but uh teaser we've moved (laughs) (laughs) and it's probably not where you think
1: oh yeah it's it's my mom says she can't keep track with my life. and I, I can't told keep her, track. She stop trying. Yes. <laughs> Just, we have, we'll call each other and I'll let you know. Just stop trying. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yes, we have a life update episode for you today. We're talking about all the things that are new. And uh, actually, I think it's been probably three months since we've done one of these. So there's a lot. Yeah, a lot. Changed. A lot.
0: We've been pretty quiet on the podcast about it. So we get a little philosophical and, you know. A little contemplative about it, what all this means. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's get into let's
1: it. Let's
0: get into it. Good morning, good morning, good morning.
1: Wow. It's been a hot minute since I've been sitting across from Alistair saying good morning, good morning, good morning. And Hi, Alistair.
0: It's nice to see you. Yeah, The <laughs> reason she's saying that is we have a different seating posture when we're doing an interview, yes. and we've been doing a lot of interviews lately, yeah.
1: which
0: has been a lot of fun.
1: It's been awesome. But I'm excited.
0: Today, it's just us. It's just
1: us. It's just us. Checking in. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're going to we do a little look. life update.
1: Yes, it's overdue.
0: <laughs> Way overdue. We've been <laughs> a little quiet on our life. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, the, you've probably seen the discordance yeah. uh, there because we have... Here's the thing. is It's happened so fast, yes. we have not had time to talk about it. Yes. And also, it's been such a big and kind of vulnerable, like, what are we doing? And we don't really know. That it's really hard to go out and tell people, you know, there's that kind of advice where that I've heard that I think is really true, where it's like, be careful who you share your dreams with. Mm. You know, when something is very raw and early on and intimate, sometimes it's better not to tell other people Yeah, uh, because it's too vulnerable for that. You're Mm -hmm. still like you're still watering it. You're still trying to let it grow. It's not really at a point. Where it's 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 going to survive contact with the outer world or in or you might say it to someone and they might like kind of step on it you know what I mean and yeah. I think there's a little bit of that is that usually if there's a big move happening in my life I tend to be really coy about talking about it until I've kind of I don't want to take a position too fast. I would like, I want possibilities and options. And I also want to just kind of water it and let it kind of grow on its own. And so I think that's been an aspect of, of some of the things we're going to tell you because.
1: (laughs) And I would say that probably for me, the metaphor that I would go for is like, if I'm being rumbled by a massive wave, I'm not going to call you and tell you about it as I'm being rumbled by the massive wave. Don't
0: bleed all over the podcast. It's just like, (laughs)
1: let's wait until I'm on the beach. I'm a little dried up and I'm going to tell you now.
0: I I think it's really, and this has always been the credo of this podcast is we want to share our journey. Yes. the real journey yes. not just the instagrammable journey but like everything along the way but as you start to do that and i think uh, if you're listening maybe you do a version of this on instagram or with a blog or in different ways there's always a tension between mm-hmm. sharing your journey and being transparent about that and like bleeding mm. you know like sharing oversharing yeah, right yeah, yeah. where like
1: or sharing when it doesn't make sense to share. Yeah,
0: yeah, you have kind of have to discriminate that. And some things are private, and yeah. not everything should be shared. Yeah, that uh,
1: too.
0: So I think we've been kind of in that place, and uh, but now we have some news. And we have some pretty exciting news. I think we need to start, if, if, if we're really going to do this, is I think where we left you guys when we last did a life update.
1: Yeah, and I believe, I'm not sure, but I believe it was episode 82... Called Wading Through the Chaos.
0: I think that was it too. And that was
1: the last life update we did on this podcast. So
0: the pandemic was a little fresher then. Um, and it had already kind of put a pause on my retreat business mm-hmm. uh, that I do with my, my partner, Kelly.
1: My Kelly. <laughs> yeah, I love Shoot. that Shoot. No, 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 I like it. It's cute. <laughs> uh,
0: and. So update there is we've done a pretty big pivot and we're doing a lot of stuff online. Mm-hmm. We're actually, as we're recording this, our third cohort of our six-week typology workshop starts tomorrow. Yeah, That's been so much fun to do and has been really successful. And we're now working on rolling that out and doing a financial workshop based around uh, my kind of finance coaching program that, that actually Kelly's gone through and has saved tens of thousands of dollars. since she went through it.
1: And if you're interested in hearing more about that program, we recorded two episodes. And I believe they were the first episodes we released uh, in the year 2020. So in January 2020, if you go back, you will see there's two episodes on the five principles,
0: the five money mantras, which is still the core philosophy behind uh, my coaching program and the program we're going to do as a group money mastermind mm-hmm. over at Ripple Out retreats we're also working on changing the name we're going to move over to something like the wild minded this is still kind of under wraps but it's getting much bigger yes and we're even starting to talk about doing a wild leaders like more intensive perhaps a three-month program beginning in the year for people who want to kind of show up in the world with more of themselves and like really walk that wild path
1: and i'll just pause here and say it seems like while the pandemic put a, a a massive dent or like a wrench into the plans you had with ripple out retreats it's actually allowed for something a lot more holistic inclusive like a bigger umbrella to get born
0: yeah ripple retreats felt like something i was i cared about but but it felt kind of compartmentalized like it You're right. This has kind of been a catalyst to dream bigger, basically. And we've been challenged. What do we do when we can't do retreats at the moment? And we always had this idea that these were also things we wanted to do. Yes. But they also didn't really fit as Ripple Out Retreats. And we're making that work right now. But we've really started to dream up a much bigger idea, which is this idea encapsulated under Wild Minds. We've been inspired a lot by Bill Plotkin's work. He wrote a book called Wild Mind. But we've been working on making the idea more our own, which is just this idea of like living your one wild life and in a way coming back to that wildness, which is a big important part of the retreats we do. It's what we're doing when we're talking about typology and personality and, and helping people with their money is also a part of that because for me on my journey and the people I've worked with that have gone through that money program, it's usually if you realize you want to kind of go on that journey, one of the first things you have to do is start thinking about energy management and the resources you're going to need. And money always pops up there. And if you don't have a good handle on your money, you don't really have the freedom to to embark on this journey or it's much more difficult. And so it's kind of a early part of the process. So the, in my head, we're still working on trying to Work on the branding so the messaging is clear to everyone else. Because in my head, all these things are so connected. Mm-hmm. They're all parts of the same project, which is <laughs> becoming more wild, becoming more of our true selves. And that has been a pretty much at the heart of everything I've been trying to work on for, mm-hmm. I would say, the last five years. Yeah. Um, so it's really exciting to start seeing it come together in a more cohesive way and seeing other people... Really come into this vision and own this vision too and want to participate in it. It's been really, really exciting.
1: And a little behind the scene peek that I feel compelled to share here is that it takes so much mental, creative energy and just like banging your head against a wall to try to figure out how to connect the dots with your ideas and how to communicate them to the world in a way that can be understood. And I think this is something you've been doing, you and Kelly have been doing for the last few months. And I just I feel like I want to emphasize this, that this is not an easy process. And if you're listening and you're in the process also of trying to grapple with like, who am I? What am I about? What is it that I want to offer to the world? just keep banging your head against the wall that it's going to come to the the vision is going to come together, but it's a long ass process. And a lot of what you've been doing is just brainstorm and talk to Kelly, bring me in to discuss these things. And I feel like that's an important reminder to give to people that, wow, this is the hardest part of being a self employed entrepreneur person is just figuring out how to talk about these things
0: my experience is if you decide to go on this journey it is a lifelong process mm. <laughs> and so like and this is i'm actually thinking about this a lot right now because we're working on this wild leaders program we're starting to to work on this concept and it's like okay well what do you teach people that and and base, the basic idea there is it's kind of okay we have these retreats that are we kind of we're starting to think of as like outer right in a way they have an outer emphasis Mm -hmm. go out and explore and then we have these workshops and masterminds which have a little bit more of an inner focus right Mm -hmm. you're going to go and you're going to learn a skill or explore yourself or whatever and the wild leaders program we're looking at as this place where the inner meets the outer Mm. it's where does yourself and like where is that conversation between your inner self your your wild self and the wild world like where is that that dialogue happening yeah. and, and how can you facilitate it and you know it's not going to be a program where you come out with a certification and you're like you're you're a leader now it's it's basically we're going to try to distill some of the practices that i that that we've been doing for years and expect to continue to do for a long long time yeah. it's more like dis- it's more like focusing your attention if you want to go on this path to the areas that deserve your energy and your reflection and and conversation it's it's trying to open up a dialogue and and kind of shift our attention to the places that matter
1: i feel like a good uh this is a good segue to talk about the fact one big thing that we've been doing since the last life update that we gave is we finished our website yeah Uh, and i think it's a good segue because We finished the website and we already probably are outgrowing it before we even made it public. This
0: is my headache. Every website I've ever created. You know, if you haven't created a website, you might think these things are static. They're absolutely not. Yeah. And every time I create, and that's that's what's really powerful about going through the process is it forces you to like really funnel your ideas down. Yes, yes. And then unfortunately so far, and maybe I need a branding expert. (laughs) <laughs> to avoid this,
1: are you out there, branding expert? <laughs> because
0: every time I do it, I then outgrow it, um, yeah. and we're we're already feeling that way a little bit. But we have a new website. It's called the farout.life.
1: It's probably the by the time you hear this
0: life. is going to is probably been out for like a month and a half when we just forgot to tell anybody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a beautiful site, and it's a place that I'm really excited about because it's kind of a home for all the different projects we're working on as a team Mm -hmm. that are related. The Far Out podcast is there, but also the stuff you're doing with helping women uh, embody with Mm -hmm. their menstrual cycle is there. Some of your women's circles are there. My money work. Is also there, and it's the, a
1: home for the podcast. Yeah, it's like basically, it's like this beautiful place where it's centered around the podcast, which is amazing. And and yeah, we encourage you to go check out. It's, the far it's out, all out
0: about life. the far out life and living that far out life. Yes, and so anything related, you'll find there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um And uh, yeah, it's beautiful.
1: It's been a massive headache to to. Uh, it's been a long process, and as you said. I, I, it's just such effort to try to figure out like, okay, what am I going to say on this website? You know, it's like, if you've ever tried to write a bio about yourself, it's, that same feeling only bigger it's torturous it's like, who the fuck am i like what am i doing why what should people know about me oh god yeah. if, if they only have what's your elevator pitch you know it's it's hard it's really hard yeah
0: i just dream about a branding like pro that's gonna come in and solve these problems for me because <laughs> I, I i it's such a struggle every time i do this um
1: oh, isn't that the work though
0: yeah but, you know, i've been i've been building websites for about 10 years now and, and uh I, it seems like I'm going to be for the rest of my life. I was going to
1: say, it sounds like you have a, you have your job cut out. I'm you. starting
0: on the next one right now. So, Jesus.
1: <laughs> on a more personal note of the life update, I think this is the biggest one. This is like the biggest life update we need to give, which is we've moved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we moved. We're currently in California. Uh, we're hanging out in San Jose for a little while, mm-hmm. uh, hanging with family. And this is a temporary p- place for us. Um, so let's back up a little bit. Let's we, back it up. So we were in Guatemala. We had actually moved to another place on Lake lawn. It was paradise. It was even better than our first place. Was amazing. I mean, we had a sauna that we could have heat fired up at any point. We had this glorious bathtub that looked out through the window, which you could open on the glorious lake, you could see four volcanoes within view. One of them that's constantly erupting. So in the evening, you can see it erupting. We had this really, really wide window that was at least like 30 feet wide, probably, probably longer that you could open hammock indoors it was beautiful it's great it and was everything insane. everything was taken care of we were being waited on you know yeah. like food was delivered to us <laughs> we thought we we're gonna live there for years because I see, yeah, also if, if
1: you listen to that last life update which i believe as i said is episode 82 i think we said in that episode we're we're starting to settle in the idea that we're gonna be here for years
0: instead it was two months <laughs>
1: julie roxanne and Alistair's isn't that a bitch (laughs) that's that's our life story by the way we just when we bought the caravan we were going to be there be there for five years and uh, so we got
0: thrown a (laughs) curveball one thing that happened while we were there is that we we trained with combo and there's going to be more on this uh soon Mm -hmm. but we started training with combo we have an episode on what combo is but
1: 86.
0: It's a medicine. It, it comes from the waxy green giant tree frog. I forget the the scientific name. It's like Philo Medusa. Yeah. So, but uh, anyways, we, we've been working with this frog. It's a powerful medicine that helps you detox and regulates the autoimmune system and can actually communicate with our cells and change their expression. Mm-hmm. It's really powerful. So we started working with it, and then we... Felt very called to it, and we actually got trained as practitioners, which was a very intensive process. Yes, so and we are
1: now officially combo practitioners. We
0: are officially combo practitioners, and uh, so while we were doing that, we found out that our shaman friends that we had started to kind of we were we've been you know drinking ayahuasca with them and and starting to get more serious about kind of apprenticing underneath them. Mm-hmm. Well, they decided they had to move. Uh, they've moved back to the U.S. They're focusing on Combo themselves right now. But mm-hmm. part of that was because their ayahuasca retreats, which they hold in Guatemala, no, no they one come. can come. Uh, so they needed to kind of switch gears. And uh, so they've moved back to the U.S. and are also doing a lot of Combo work here now. So that put us in like a crisis because half the <laughs> reason we were there is to like get closer to them and work with them. Yeah. And uh, Combo also started... You know, telling us that, uh, hey, guys, it's time to go back to the U.S., which is like the thing that was farthest from my mind. It was like I'm not going back to the U.S. Yeah. Did not see that one coming. It was not an easy choice or really one. Like, it was not what we wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, but all signs seem to be pointing that way.
1: Yeah, we had a two week period where we got trained in combo, which was a very intense process. And then we did an oak dieta with, with our teachers. And during that two week process, I think we started the, 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 this two week period with, All right. Maybe we'll look at going in the U.S. in January of 2021 and we'll just hang out here until then. And we came out of the of the two week being like, no, I think we need to leave in two weeks. Yeah, let's buy plane tickets. tickets.
0: And we did. And so now uh, (laughs) we're we're here in San Jose.
1: Yeah. We arrived a, early, early August. Yeah,
0: we arrived early August, and it's been a major move. And within a few weeks, uh, we just bought a truck camper. Yes. Uh, so that's if you don't know, because I didn't know this stuff. It's a truck with a slide-in camper that goes in the pickup. Mm-hmm. And man, I just have to say, we got a great freaking deal. <laughs> we
1: got. Amazing on this truck deal. camper I know.
0: I, I won't go into too many of the details, but if you want to see more, you can see it on Instagram. But we got a four by four Dodge Ram 3500 series. <sighs> dually which i didn't know either which is when you got like the four wheels in the back i knew nothing about trucks now i know like Alistair's everything about very trucks. nerdy
1: when he when he buys something on the internet he will do hours and days of research before buying it. i
0: think we probably saved about eight grand on this <laughs> yes. on this purchase yeah. like th- we got a, a phenomenal deal for a couple reasons yeah. but like they're out there on craigslist and this is why they call me the Craigslist king.
1: They do call you. We've said this in the past. Yeah, yes, you are do. the Craigslist yeah. king. Yeah.
0: If you want, if you want some help, Craigslisting, uh, just hire me as a coach. <laughs> I'd love to do that. There are serious <laughs> ways that you can just. I, I I don't know how many tens of thousands of dollars Craigslist has saved me at this yeah. point. It's incredible. But we also go, so with that we got a uh, a camper and this was a steal because it's a brand new camper basically, which was thirty thousand dollars when. Like if you were to buy it, it's thirty thousand dollars, brand new, and uh, except for it's a two thousand thirteen, just yeah, basically yeah. hasn't been used at all. Yeah, uh, which was part of the in- unique situation that we we found. And so it's basically a brand new camper and we got it at a serious serious discount. Um
1: and we we sh- I should say that like once since we've been here it's been a permanent grappling of what are we going to do? Cuz I feel like we we made that move with not with not a very clear plan. It was just like we were in a strong intuition of like no this is what we need to do and if we don't do it we're going to stay in Guatemala and things are going to get stale. I think like It it just felt like, okay, we need to move and we'll figure it out on the fly. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, we definitely did not know we were going to get a truck camper that actually evolved. But the idea was basically we need to go back to the U.S. We're trained in combo. We need to find a way to start serving this medicine because that felt very important to us. We want to continue to train with our teachers. And also, actually, uh, if I'm going to lead retreats in the near future, it's probably going to be in the u.s and so this would be an opportunity to start working on some new uh wilderness retreats yes um which i'm excited to do so everything was kind of pointing this way particularly combo was saying like hey i mean this is a medicine that's antiviral antibacterial antifungal detox works on the autoimmune like, can you imagine a medicine more suited
1: for now for now <laughs> yeah
0: and literally combo, the frog spirit, was talking to us yes. and telling us you need to go back. And the yes. teachers were so it was one of those moments where you just felt where life was taking you. And you and like you said, if we stayed, it was gonna get stale. Like yeah. the energy, we were gonna like step out of the stream that was kind of carrying us. Like it really felt like that. And that's kind of interesting because I was not ever this is a fairly new skill to be able to listen to that flow. Mm. of, of uh, It's hard to exact that life force or whatever. And I think I've gotten more sensitive at hearing it. It's still hard because a lot of times it's not going the direction my mind wants to go. Yeah. I did not want to come back to the U.S. Um, at all.
1: There are many reasons for that. M- many too. many like, reasons yeah. for
0: that. Um, it really was like really the last place I imagined being right now. Yeah. And I I also did not want to live in a camper again, to be honest. We had just, like, literally, when we we were thinking about it, when we bought this truck camper, it was almost exactly a year from when we sold our last one.
1: Which was a moment where I thought, well, that was great, but let's not do that again.
0: That was our our caravan in France that we had renovated, but actually had no way to move when we were living on someone else's land. And that was fun for a while, but there were some problems with that life, particularly (laughs) as we started to build businesses and uh we weren't particularly interested in going back we're like kind of like all right did that you know let's move on and we yeah. were enjoying the more mobile a little bit more like you know we were living in nice apartments yeah. and uh, things were being taken care of for us we didn't yeah. have to do maintenance and There's crap no like water that
1: tanks to fill no and-
0: water <laughs> tanks to fill no gas burners to think about and like yeah, you know, no no poop to berry out in the back. Yeah. We probably won't be doing a lot of that. No, but. no, no. We,
1: we, we have a toilet in the camper.
0: But again, uh, you don't want to use it too much because then you got to go dump it.
1: I know. know, and apparently that costs money. <laughs> anyway. I think it's like uh, something I want to say is it's a massive, massive, massive lifestyle change massive not just because yeah. oh we're going from renting apartments to living in a camper yes that's that's probably the biggest one but there's so many ramifications to how that affects our life that affects the way we work that affects like I think we're building a life that is going to be a lot freer in some way. There's going to be a lot more freedom, which is something that, um, we've been wanting. So that's going to be great. But it's like, honestly.
0: And if you're listening and you're like, you guys don't have enough freedom in your life already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. Well, there's a, we can have a whole different conversation about this and, and, and I would be happy to. We, we actually have been meeting to talk about freedom for, for a while, but we just haven't. It's a crazy leap. We have no idea what this life is going to look like. We basically, we left... And, and so many people told us that when we said, yeah, we're going to go back to the U.S. Everyone was like, why?
0: Yeah, we left paradise. You
1: were in paradise. And just we came back here. And we came back in the middle of the pandemic and everything. And it's like people were like, just stay there. Everything's good. You don't have that many cases of COVID. And, and we, yeah, but this is what we need to do. And we
0: came back to California, which was the number one hotspot for COVID. And then within weeks of being here, we had the wildfires that were surrounding us on every yes. side. And we couldn't even go outside and we're like why are we here i know uh, the
1: apocalypse we came back and the world is burning but
0: it's more than just like a change of lifestyle because as you mentioned like our work is changing yeah. we're moving more toward um serving combo as like something we want to do and that does mean there's other things we have to give up mm-hmm. and we have been giving those up and one of those has been uh your podcast producing business yeah. which you've wrapped up yeah and that was a a large source of income for us and it was steady and recurring and that is something that's kind of like you know that's kind of like the golden ticket for yeah. this kind of life is to have steady recurring online income, online yeah. income. Yeah. and and you gave that up and you had good clients yeah. and so that's a bit of a risk cuz we're kind of leaping off again and again we're going To study, we're we're going to be working with our teachers quite a bit as well, uh, our shamans. And that feels really risky because that's a commitment as well to a different lifestyle. And we know, we already know that that is going to continue to require sacrifices and that other things be kind of let go of. But that's kind of the medicine path in a lot of ways. And then again, we're moving to to the US, which is phenomenally more expensive than Guatemala. Um, with less income than we had and needing to sort out a new business. And uh, so it's all like very uncertain. But but I will say that I have been comforted by the fact that the energy, the whatever seems to be really, really taking us in this direction. And uh, like learning to tune into that and just knowing that if we stayed there, like things were going to dry up, things like the action wasn't there anymore. And it's just an intuitive feel Mm -hmm. like, this is where we have to go and we can't really see more than the next step. We're going to have to take it and we need to be there. And then from there, hopefully, you know, things are going to unfold. And so far, so good.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's and it's this idea that I'm I'm seeing very strongly in our lives is the leaps get more and more intense. You know, it's like yeah. life is asking you to take bigger and bigger leaps of faith and trust that it's going to work out. And I have no doubts that what we're about to do is going to not only work out, but exceed our expectations beyond our wildest dreams. Like I have I just, some doubts.
0: Yeah. I have some doubts.
1: <laughs> good, good. I maybe have doubts once a month. But otherwise, no, I'm feeling really grounded in the fact that this is what we need to do. And this is going to bring so much beauty and joy and fulfillment to our lives. It's already doing it.
0: It brings up that question of like, what's riskier, right? Like mm. holding on to something that you feel is a sure thing, or like going where things are are taking you, yeah. and where like possibility is opening up. Yeah. And in like one sense, you could say like, okay, well, leaving a a place that's like paradise and with with online income that has, has is showing no sign of kind of drying up, and you know, you guys are comfortable and you're away from like every all the chaos that's going on and. Yeah, that that is that is nice, but there's kind of a risk of getting stuck there. Yes. A, of getting in an eddy, like a side kind of pool. Yes. If you think about a creek or a river or something, right? You get in, and that place is a little, you know, it's stagnant, and uh, that's where the mosquitoes and the and the kind of green stuff is. And I was. What's riskier? Say- not not continuing to go down that river and continuing to go where life is taking you and wherever possibility might show up there, even though you don't know what it is. And so yeah. this. I think comes to the idea of like you know are you going to kind of not risk that conversation because you don't know what's going to happen
1: Yeah and I was listening to a podcast recently and the people were talking about this you know the the woman had got tenured in her job and she realized a few months into it that she was going to walk down the same hallway for the next 30 years and work with the same colleagues for the next 30 years. And she was like, Oh man, the, f- the fear of stagnation like gripped her and she felt like she had to do something else. So she left, which is like the Holy grail of academia. You leave your tenured job and she is so much more happier in doing a work that she enjoys now a lot more, not that she didn't enjoy before, but, it- and then the host made this point that yeah, for, for a lot of people, there's a fear of change. But it seems like for a small amount of us, it's a fear of stagnation that is like, it's like, you don't want, stagnation is riskier than changing.
0: Well, I think that's a learned attitude. Yes. I I think that some people, for whatever reason, who get into the habit of changing. Yeah. This is just my own thoughts on it, is that they tend, they get a taste Mm -hmm. of like, what can happen because yeah, of that, right? Yeah. Like how how things can unfold in in ways you never could have imagined, yeah. and that can only happen when you're going to dialogue with the unknown, mm-hmm. and when you're going to like look at your fears and say, "Hey, I see you, but I'm not going to be controlled by you," right? <laughs> and like that process never ends. Like it's not something you solve once. It's just you know new 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 things come up. It's a it's a stance you have to continuously kind of take and yeah. hold. But I think some of us, at least, I feel this way. Is like Gotten the taste of what's on the other side, and that that dance is absolutely worth the biscuit. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. they, it's worth doing. And I don't know, even if we, you know, it's kind of like if you stay in your home too long, right? Like, for example, with COVID or something, you stay inside, you start to get like a little bit more paranoid of yeah. what's outside, yeah, 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 and yeah. you're less likely to go out. And then you go out and you're like, oh, wow, there's all these wonderful things <laughs> out here. And like, I don't know, there's something similar there. I and agree. we have to continue to it's a muscle it's kind of a practice to continue to dialogue with the unknown but that's where change is that's where kind of transformation is and yeah. uh, i think that's what it's about
1: yeah and i think one thing we did want to talk about today as, as well as like the story of how we got the camper or the way that we approached the way it happened, basically because it was it was a pretty crazy move and it was a typical craigslist king move where uh, basically the ad was posted on sunday afternoon and i was making i was making my lunch and i was getting ready to like curl up in bed with a little movie and a little slice of pizza
0: i had been looking at craigslist ads for like two and a half weeks nonstop at this point so i had like a i had a beat on uh, how fast these things were going like there were ads that were going up and, and gone the next day yeah you know you really had to be the first person to if you saw a good deal yeah because truck campers uh are especially the truck with the camper yeah together and we were looking for a particular one we needed to be able to off-road we needed we're going to live in it so there's partic the very particular setup mm-hmm. and they were going fast whenever whenever we saw a good one it, it was not there long
1: yeah and like I was making my lunch and then I heard Alistair like rush down the stairs and uh, it, it's obvious when Alistair rushed down the stairs because you have a very specific way of walking that is very <laughs> different than your parents you're like Joy Roxanne you gotta see this and I'm like oh no oh what's happening and so he pulled the, the ad in front of me and it had been posted 16 minutes ago
0: 16 minutes
1: we we saw the ad like I I looked at the picture I briefly read the thing I was like yeah I guess we have to act and so you sent the text we the person said yeah sure come over we literally left the house like 30 minutes after seeing the ad
0: yeah drove the 45 minutes up to Oakland
1: we went there saw it test drive test drove it sat in it for a bit at the end and like I was like no, this is the one. Let's just do it. This is this is this is the one. This is what we. Do. And it's really interesting because we had seen one just a few days before, and there is a distinct feeling tone of the right of when it feels right. And that I think is something that is a muscle and a, a knife to sh- a tool to sharpen of being able to notice that feeling tone of okay, this is right. And this is
0: not. In typology speak, and we teach about this in the workshop, that would be the feeling function. The yes. feeling function knows when something's right and when something's wrong. And that's
1: my top function. The thinking function
0: goes by logic. And so we actually had that kind of tension, in, in, particularly in the last camper we saw, which checked a lot of the boxes and was like, from a thinking perspective, logically made sense. Mm-hmm. But feeling-wise, you were more in tune with it. You actually had dreams that night of like a rusted out camper yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah even though that it was in decent condition. So you're, you tend to have more access to that, but feeling doesn't operate that way. Feeling operates by better or worse. It's just boom, like better yeah. or worse. Yeah. Not like, not the more circuitous, circuitous, circuitous uh, kind of routes of yes. logic and, and thinking. And for me, that's a little, I, I have, I, I can get in touch with that place, but it's, Thinking tends to overpower it. It's a little harder to get down to. Yeah. And I have to listen a little bit more, and the voice is a little fainter. This is all stuff we kind of learn about when we're when we're exploring type, one of the reasons why I love it,
1: yeah, yeah. And so we were just like in that camper and I was like, no, this is the one. Let's make the offer. let's just let's just do it. like, and you I could sense that you were. Thinking a little like, okay, is that going to be the No, 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 it's the right one. It doesn't, it, don't look, let's not look at the specs. Let not. It's the one. We know it's the one. So get came out, made the offer. The guy accepted it. And it was a steal. It was a steal. It was a
0: steal at list price and we did not offer list price.
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: it was one of those, so the, the situation, we just really lucked out on this, was that the guy was actually liquidating it. It was part of his job Mm -hmm. to liquidate it for an older man who had now moved into a home and could no longer use it. Actually, they were trying to get rid of his cars because he was getting in them, driving to places, and then all of a sudden he didn't know where he was or who he was. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were trying to get rid of his cars. So he was liquidating his assets. He didn't own it himself. And his job was to get rid of it. And every time he saw a new person, he'd have to show it again. Mm -hmm. And, And with a camper and a truck, that's... That's kind of a pain, and so you 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 kind of knew that there was going to be this like kind of window yeah. uh, within which they would liquidate it for. And after we had seen it the first time, he had like so. This is within hours.
1: So yeah, we he posted the ad, and probably I want to say three hours later, we were ma- we were with him making an offer, and he said that between the moment we called him first. And then the moment where we made him the offer, he had 20 people reached out. Actually, when he accepted the offer, he was responding to someone texting him about the camper.
0: That night, so we had made the offer, but it was Sunday and we needed to come back the next day because he had to get some things related like the title and things like this. And we had to go get money. And uh, I did not sleep well that night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's like there's a and 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 it's funny because both you and your dad have a strong thinking function and so like i was pumped you know like we had done it i we didn't have the keys but i knew it was gonna happen and we were good but then that night both you and your dad were like You'll get excited when you have the keys. I'm like, no, I'm excited now. I
0: was just just <laughs> thinking of all the different ways maybe it's going to go wrong or go south. And, oh, uh, man, it was, it was a, a very harrowing, you know, 18 hours or 12 hours or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. But we got the camper the next day, drove it back. In um,
1: traffic, which was, uh, Alistair gets very special prize and applause for that because yeah. uh, it's not fun to drive that big of a rig when you don't have, when you don't, when you're not used to it it it's a matter of getting used to it
0: and our vision really is uh to well we're going to be probably living a lot in the west on like blm land and yeah and kind of national forest land uh yeah doing a lot of boondocking we'll be visiting some friends probably uh scoping out some new uh some new trekking routes for for future retreats doing a lot of medicine work and driving to administer combo to people who want. And we've already got a uh, list of people that we, uh, we're, we're serving combo to. Yeah. And we're gonna be mobile. Yeah. So if this is something that's interesting to you, give us a shout. Let us know because we are trying to set up kind of like combo cells in different states. Yeah. Uh, a, a typical combo ceremony works best with like four to six people. Mm-hmm. Um, and even it can be a few more than that. So if we can get interest in different places, we'll come to your town. And, uh, and, and deliver you a massive, amazing healing experience.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And because I know you're all dying to know, uh, the camper, I think we can say it's official. Her name is Dorothy.
0: Big D for short.
1: I'm going for Dottie for short, unless uh, unless I'm in a special mood and I want to call her Big D. But I just want to say, like, <laughs> she had her energy matches Dorothy really, really well. You know, she has that like kind of stout farmer, older woman who's raised her children and raised them well, kind of thing. Uh, American, very yeah. American. Yeah. So we're, she's, a beaut. She's, she's a, a beaut. she's a beaut. She's a So Runs like a dream. Dottie, Dottie will be coming to your town soon. Just let us know. Uh, yeah, we can us- easily <laughs> drive
0: this rig up to Alaska. And-
1: Back. And I hope we do. Yeah,
0: I, I kind of hope we do, too.
1: <laughs> I kind of hope we do. It's going to, honestly, we're looking at uh, a really, we're looking at a really interesting and also very uncertain life this is like feels like looking into the dark and just sensing that we need to go that way you know it's almost like we have to trust our intuition but it's totally pitch black outside and it's like yeah go that way it's gonna be nice
0: but it's like you're bringing the light with you you know it's like the light is not in front so you can't see beyond you but as you walk closer you have the light and Mm -hmm. you can see and that's kind of how it feels it's like we are walking through the dark we have a light but it's here with us mm. and we have to kind of bring it with us. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, even for us, it's a really big leap.
1: Definitely. And <laughs> it's I, the biggest leap we've taken,
0: you know, and I think from the beginning of this podcast and from the beginning of my travels, it's really been a practice in taking these leaps into the dark when the world is saying, go, go, go. And the lights are green and you can feel the energy going. And, uh, like I did that when I started traveling and, and I, I think it's really been almost like a playful learning how to do that. And then feeling the way that the universe, God, the planet, you know, Spoon. people, whatever, uh, catch you and, and then realizing like how limited my, my goals are yeah. and how much more amazing, life can be when I get outside of my mind, um, because I, I I just can't. It's getting out of that planning and, and, re- and like letting that kind of unknown come in because it's so much more amazing than anything I could have thought. And so I think the last five years of my life particularly have been a continuous game, mm. which is, you know, it feels high stakes. I'm not talking about it as like, you know, it's always easy to play. It feels risky at, at times, but it's this game of like, Learning how to hear that intuition, learning how to trust it, learning how to act on it, and watching the way the world opens and responds when when i when I hit that true note, yeah, that true chord, and it's definitely a journey of discovery it's definitely like you know just like a website like you're kind of honing it in and then you outgrow it and you have to, but it's been it's been a lot of fun, and this has definitely been one of the bigger jumps we've made, like definitely. it's been. Uh, definitely, like just financially, uh, a higher stakes jump.
1: It's the biggest purchase I've ever made.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's it's really exciting. Uh, I'm 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 looking forward to it. And you know, one other thing I just want to mention that I've been thinking a lot about is like attention and money. And in my money workshops, I always teach that where attention goes, that's where energy flows, and mm-hmm. that's what grows. Mm-hmm. Um. But I've also been thinking about kind of the reverse, which is like where we're getting money from demands our attention, right? Our attention tends to go mm. there from sources of money. And so sometimes we want to have it both ways, where like we have money coming in and we can do our own thing, yeah. right? That's the whole like passive income thing. Yeah, yeah. But what I've been thinking about lately is like sometimes, you know, particularly because we've been doing this, is you got to cut off those money flows because. There is an exchange happening there. there there's money is coming to you because you're giving it energy, you're giving it attention. And it kind of it's kind of like a, a tractor beam, you know, in like Star Wars. Yeah, and yeah, it like yeah, pulls yeah. you in, and before you know it, like your life go- is going that way, yeah. you know, whether you like it or not. And so I think it's really important also. I, I've been just kind of contemplating how important it is to, to really think about like this where our money is where we're getting sustenance from and mm-hmm. being supported from because whether we know it or not, there's a gravitational pull in those directions. And if we cut those, if we cut those kind of connections or those supplies, we're kind of free to go in different areas. Yeah. Right. And I think I'm feeling that a little bit as we cut some commitments and and some kind of exchanges, like it's opening us up to like kind of roll in a totally different place where we can do different things. And our attention is no longer like looking that way, yeah. it's like the eye of Sauron, right? Like it's no longer focused on that. And then all of a sudden there's space and things open up and, and you can go in directions you didn't know that you couldn't go in. Yeah. Um, because you weren't really looking. So it's kind of, it's been interesting to me to think about that relationship with money because I usually think about it from the other way, mm-hmm. which is, you know, where you put your money is where you're going to put your attention. But also where we get our money is where our attention's going to go.
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting. That's going to
0: shape our life.
1: Yeah, that, that's really, really on point. And I think like a very tangible way that this has shown up is uh, is when we have work and deadlines that to meet for work that is also paying us this is time we can't be off grid this is time we can't go on retreat for a, a week and be and be, uh, be off grid or we can't go on BLM when there's no where there's no service because so in the, it's like in that sense i was talking about more freedom it's like oh there's a, some ties that have been cut that will allow energy to flow maybe in a more natural way, and I think this is something that we are looking at creating, and I th- it's going, it's already creating itself. But a more simple life. There's, I think, it's going to be more simple in the sense that it's we're going to be living smaller. There's not going to be as much asking for our attention, and I, I, I do think it's going to be more relaxed. And I've been saying to Alistair, it, it, that's been one of the challenges in transitioning and, and moving, um, especially in like the last 10 days, I want to say, where I've been stepping on the gas for so long that I don't remember where the break is. And it's like, how do I f- come back? And I don't even know if I ever was in that in that relaxed state, if that ever was a thing. But it's like, how do I come to this place of relaxation, of trusting, of letting life unfold. And it's a continuous process of learning to surrender. And I think to what you were saying earlier, one example of how we we have to make those leaps and trust that things will catch us and it will be way better than we could have ever planned or imagined is that when we moved from our first house in Guatemala to that apartment in paradise... We were pretty freaked out. It was a big, it was a leap and we didn't know what we know. We knew what we were giving up, but we didn't know what we were going to get. And we thought like the first two weeks of that transition were very hard because we thought, Oh my God, did we make a mistake? And then the two months that followed that were the most transformative months of my entire life. And they have been like sort of a, an accelerator, a massive accelerator for, for, for our lives. And it's led us here. And if we don't make that first leap, then we, we you know... we That, have, that whole life is cut whole, off. It never happens. That never happens, you know? And my God, what a terrifying thought.
0: And I think going back to people, like, you know, some people who seem to continue to jump into these changes have that re- realization where mm-hmm. it's like they see where if they didn't take that attitude of stepping into the unknown, yeah. a whole life, they would have missed a whole life. Yes. They would have missed their life. Yeah. And, uh... That's a pretty sobering kind of realization. And I think we're really lucky if we're able to have it. And so, yeah, now we're here. And, (laughs) you know, going back to something else we were talking about, if we're working and we have a, like, if we have to, if we have deadlines and we have to work all week, right, for for money, and that's how, that's the way we're getting by, right? And then then we start to think, well, I can't do that. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't go off grid for a week or I can't do this, can't do that. Because I this is how I make money. But then if you like pull that out, right? If you just take out, well, I'm going to stop making money that way. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, there's a lot of things you can do that like you just assumed were you couldn't do yeah. before yeah. because that's no longer the paradigm you're in, you know, and you have a chance to reinvent yourself. And sometimes, you know, this was true for me. Sometimes you really have to like, I know it's tempting to like either get the business going before you leave the yeah. job or you know have that savings account or like have have it sorted yeah. before you go right um but sometimes you need to just yank the cord on your supplier and then you're going to realize you have all sorts of resources that you didn't know yes. and you're going to figure it out and it can be a wonderful adventure but sometimes you need that fear as motivation uh and it's an uncomfortable place to be but it also pushes you to do something different
1: and also I think something that we never consider because we're in such a force of will kind of the power of of like showing up and interacting with the world we we forget the power of encounter of just letting things happen to us it's like if we don't make the decision like it's not just us it's not just oh i'm going to cut this and therefore uh, I'm going to have all this energy to do other things is sometimes. And, and I think of a very particular case right now. It's like you uh, cut ties with a, a job and then people hear about you having your job that, you know, and, and they reach out to you saying, hey, we actually have an offer for you that you weren't available for before.
0: Yeah. And you could never have seen it. You have. And and this is what's so exciting about following those kind of inner messages, right? Or like following what feels true to you because then you allow p- other people to see that yes. and respond to that. And in that way, it's, co- it's co-creative.
1: Yeah. And it's like you don't know who you're going to meet and what they're going to tell you. Have you have
0: to be yourself first. Yes. And then the, the universe will respond to that in some ways. That's very real. Um, and,
1: and, and I want to say here that like, if you're listening to this and, and you're early on the journey, And and this is maybe the first time you're going to take a leap or, you know, like in that sense of the the adult, like I'm going to follow my own true path kind of leap. It takes time to build trust with the universe. It's like the the marble jar metaphor that Brene Brown uses, which is like trust is like you have a jar and you every time you do an act or someone does an act that creates trust, you put a marble in the jar. And it's a long process. It's a slow process but it's, it it happens over time. And this is the same with the universe. It was my, my coach who told me this a few months ago. That's just how it goes. You just have to take those leaps and let the trust build. Because I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm personally at a place where I have, even though it's still scary as hell, I have a lot of trust into what's going to unfold for me, but I don't know what it's going to be.
0: And I, I think we're not advocating here reckless leaps. There, no. There's a difference between preparing, but at some point you have to do it, right? Like there's some point where you've done as much prep as you can and you're still not ready and you have to go. Mm-hmm. And that's the time to leap. And you, and you do get better at those leaps. Uh, they continue to feel scary, but like you can get better at them. But it's definitely not saying, hey, just, just say, you know, two middle fingers up to your boss step walk out you know in twenty thousand dollars in debt and do the work to prepare Mm -hmm. to set yourself up to Mm -hmm. actually otherwise you're you're just kind of escaping for a while and life's going to pull you right back it's going (laughs) to yank you on the chain and say hey you didn't deal with your shit come back but if but if you work on it and you're ready you're going to do as much preparation as you can and at some point you're going to have to say, well, I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm just going to have to do it yeah. and find out. And you're going to get knocked out, around a little bit. Yeah. But that's part of it. You know, one last thing I want to say on this, some of these ideas we're floating around is there's a real strong message, I think, typically, that we need to live our life. Go live your life, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of what I've been feeling as I continue to kind of walk my path is there's a big part of it that's left out when you say that message because I think more and more it's starting to feel like I just need to listen to my life. Mm. I need to let my life live me. Mm. Like it's already there. I don't need to go get it. I need to let it let it be, let it come through. Yeah. I need to channel it. And And that's like a little bit, in some ways, it's a little bit more of a submissive posture because it's like, you know, for example, this moving to the U.S., I got the message and I didn't like it yeah and I could have said no I'm gonna stay here everything everything says like makes sense to stay here Mm -hmm. you know but I had to kind of surrender to like I don't want to do that yeah but it seems like it might be the best thing and I think that's where like we can continue to kind of cultivate this energy this excitement this aliveness is like when we're able to follow that and a lot of times in my life when I've decided to live my life instead of like kind of letting it come through It mm-hmm. tends to be where i get disconnected and i yeah. feel like i got stuck somewhere yeah um so yeah i don't know i've been thinking a lot about that about letting life live me my life live me yeah
1: um
0: rather than trying to go out and live it and get I, it.
1: I know i know i've recommended this book on this podcast probably another two or three times in the past but i will recommend it again here the Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer is a great book for these times. I feel like it's really a great book for these times, definitely. So I think, uh, I think this is it. I think we'll wrap it up. Thank you for being on the journey with us.
0: Yes, fellow journeyer, ah. journeyman. <laughs> it's a privilege and a pleasure. To, uh, to host this podcast every week and to have you tune in. So thank you for sharing your attention, your energy, your life force. It's been wonderful.
1: Yeah, and thank you for allowing this space for us to also process things, right? Because like we come to this, we have ideas, but sometimes what we end up saying is different than what we thought we were going to say. And it just feels really special to have a place where uh, we're being received, showing up in This way, so thank you.
0: It's all love.
1: If you want to support this podcast, uh, there are a couple of things you can do. Actually, first, I just want to say, hey, go check out the farout.life. Yeah, if we you want, want to see what we're up to, go yeah, there. We put a lot of love in that website, it's going to continue to unfold, but it's beautiful as it is.
0: And the show notes for this episode will be at the farout.life slash podcast slash.
1: I think 96.
0: 96. Yeah. 96, yeah. So that's where our show notes will live from now on.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, the other way you can support this podcast or the way you can support this podcast is Patreon. We have a Patreon page and uh, we love our supporters over there and it feels really special to be able to continue to create this free content through the support of our patrons
0: yeah
1: patreon.com slash the far out couple
0: yeah our patrons are very responsible for producing this podcast every week so thank you very much
1: thank you we love you toodles toodles